everybody to a West Side Lions podcast, a podcast episode that has been largely, largely looked forward to as it is now the night before the 2022 NFL draft. It has been a long off season of draft talk and tomorrow it'll finally all get put to rest. However, we decided we will just agonize about what could happen for one more <laughs> night. So we're going to do that. Um, Jake was not able to be with us today, so it's just going to be Austin and myself. Um, Austin, how are you feeling as it is the night before the draft? Um, dare I say it feels like the night before Christmas. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, just excited. Um, you know, this is like the Lions fans favorite time of the year because we get to finally see what's going to happen. Yeah, this is where we have our highest optimism for the year. And uh, exactly. So, yeah, I was telling my wife that earlier this week. I said it is almost the most exciting time of the year, which is the <laughs> NFL draft for the Detroit Lions. So, um we don't have any notes for this one. We don't have any kind of layout on what we're wanting to talk about. We're just going to talk about stuff. Um, there's been plenty of stuff to that has, you know, come up to talk about. So we're just going to kind of roll right off the cuff here. Um, I do want to start with one thing that can kind of be a co, um, co, signing kind of or a or a um addition onto maybe a larger part of the picks that we're doing and what we kind of want to see for those picks so i'll start off beginning of the draft we'll just start from our number two pick i want to have a discussion with you austin um and not like a not like i want this to happen no that can't happen i want this to happen i want like a just discussion <laughs> on the positives and negatives, not particularly even taking a side on it, but because I know you specifically do have a different opinion on quarterbacks for this draft. I do. So, so I want to just have a discussion for all those who are listening and, and just kind of go through positives and negatives of it just because it could happen. Whether or not we want it to or think it should happen, it can happen. Um, so let's just start off with that. So... Um, I know you're not a fan of taking a QB at all in this draft. Um, but can you at least, um, agree that if, if Brad Holmes wants a quarterback and he's got a guy, he should get him at two, right? Instead of like just taking whoever's available later on. If he has the guy... And he absolutely has to take him. Then sure, I I could see why he would want to take him at two. Because I just know there's a lot of Lions fans who say, you know, especially in a draft class like this, they're like, oh, you know, we could get a Desmond Ritter at 32, or we could get a you know Matt Corral, whoever the quarterback is that's still there at 32. Um, my mindset with that, if if that is their guy, like a Desmond Ritter or Matt Corral, and they think that they can get him at 32, I'm okay getting him there. But 
if they have their guy and it's it's a Malik Willis or whatever, like there's there's no playing around with that, right? Like if it's that important to your team, that important of a player, you grab him at pick number two, right? Like you're not you're not gonna take chances on it and hope that you know you get your guy later. And if you don't, you just pick the next best guy, right? Like I just think that that's kind of wasted at that point, especially with the most important position on your team. Do you kind of feel the same way like that? Or are you kind of on the mindset that take take the value pick later on for a quarterback? I, I'm siding with what I've heard from the front office so far, which is whoever they take at pick number two is going to be an immediate impact starter. You know, um, for me, that's not anybody – that's not any QB in this draft class right now. Um, sure. So just the way I see it is if they are sticking to their guns on that, then I see, you know, not taking a QB at two. Um, okay. I do, like I said, I just because it can happen, whether it or not, like we want it to or not. I want to at least talk about, I feel like, it's pretty clear to say there's only one quarterback that would really go at number two, right? I think we're on the same page there. If there's any, it's probably going to be Malik Willis. Yeah. Um, the stuff just to throw out for any listeners who don't know about Malik Willis, or just in case we do draft Malik Willis and, and we're covering our bases. Um, Malik Willis ha- is the prospect, the quarterback prospect in this draft by far has the highest upside he has all of the stuff that's unteachable, the arm talent, the you know, he's a dynamic uh, dual threat quarterback as well. Um, he just has not had a good team around him. He hasn't had a good offensive line, and he's just kind of unexperienced still. He, he He's talked about a lot like Trey Lance was coming out last year where he he's going to need like a year or two maybe to sit behind a guy. Um, and... And he could have, you know, just tremendous potential. Um, but like you said, they kind of did say a little bit. They've, I mean, they've done a really good job this offseason of kind of saying stuff but not saying anything or saying everything. So it's not saying anything. So, you know, I, I, I take very, I take everything that they say around this time as with a grain of salt because it's all smokescreen. They're not telling what's going to happen because. That's just not smart for them. So um, I think Malik will, I, I so kind of transitioning into non-quarterback talk, which I know you're excited for. Um, I have the prospects that I see at number two. I've got it narrowed down to three players. Um, for me, I have it narrowed down to Aiden Hutchinson, who until recently had not been somebody who would be available for the lions, but apparently the Jags are kind of going back and forth between Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker. Um, so I've got either Hutchinson, which I think if Hutchinson's available, he's the pick no matter what. Um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, not much to say hometown guy, uh, leader in the locker room. Um, I mean, fan favorite. So certainly I think if Hutchinson's the, um, available, at pick two, I think we run that up to the podium and we put it in. Um, 
But like I said, I think it's between Hutchinson. I think it's between him, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Malik Willis, if I had to be honest. Um, because I know that um, Malik had a very good um, senior bowl with the coaches. Um, we also brought him in for another uh, top 30 visit. He's a highly touted you know, potential guy. Um and so I, I think that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell would like that as well. And then, obviously, we've talked about Kayvon Thibodeau before, another elite pass rusher uh, type in this draft class. And he also has had uh, a lot of talks about Brad Holmes and him kind of really getting along and and, um, and how Brad Holmes loves him. So I think if I had to put a production on anything, it'd be between those three, in my opinion. Do you feel like there's any others that maybe should be considered in there that um, that that you're kind of thinking at this point? Um, for me, I think I have I have four players that I would be totally fine with at pick two. Um, obviously, Aiden Hutchinson would be number one for me. Um, I, I would be totally fine with Trayvon Walker. Um, so, I mean, either of those two, I'd, you know, totally fine. Uh, obviously, Thibodeau. And then, um, for me, I would I would throw in uh, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, I, I do think that Kyle Hamilton cannot be left out of the conversation. Um, they've talked about how the – that they're not going to take a look at, um, you know – value on position or anything like that when they're looking at the draft and that could point to maybe a corner or a safety but um i think hamilton's stock really dropped a lot after the um after the combine and and i think it's actually pretty possible that if they really love kyle hamilton i think what they could do is take one of those elite pass rushers and then move up because if we trade the 32 and the 34 um, looking at some of these um, trade value charts, we can get up to about in between the pick 10 and 11. And I think it's it could be possible that Kyle Hamilton falls between those. And I think if he's available at that point and they really do love him, I, I could see Dan Campbell pulling the trigger on making that trade and getting up there. And I mean, Brad Holmes making that and uh, taking Kyle Hamilton. I I mean, I don't know about you, but. I would be perfectly fine with picking Aiden Hutchinson. And then um, if Kyle Hamilton's available at say 11, we trade our 32 and 34 and get Kyle Hamilton as well. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. I, I mean, that's tremendous value in my opinion. Um, yeah. I mean, those would be, you know, two guys, you know, right out of the gates, they'll be day one starters for us. Starters and leaders on this defense. And yeah. we can, you know, and there's, I was thinking probably 32 or 34, you'd have to go for a safety anyway. So, I mean, mm -hmm. get, get you know, the the best one on your board for sure. Because um, I've said before, but, you know, the drop-off between, like, your edge rushers from your top tier to your next tier is, is, a, is a sizable gap. But the, the gap between Kyle Hamilton and the rest of the safety group is by far much, much larger than, than the other drop-off. So... Um, I think that would be really cool to see for our number one. So, I, I mean, I'm assuming with ours, if we had to assume our first pick, it's going to be probably like an edge rusher. 
Um, and it's really just going to depend on who's there. Uh, I really hope it's Aiden Hutchinson, but we'll have to see. Um, supposing that we don't do um, a trade up for uh, to get back into like early first round, um, we'll talk about our second first round pick because that'll also be tomorrow night, very late, around 11. Um, what are you kind of wanting wanting to see them do with that pick at the at the end of the first round? Yeah, so assuming that we go uh, edge rusher at two, um, for me the you know at thirty two, my pick would be a linebacker. Um, and I don't know who would be there. Um, yeah, that's it. That's something so, interesting that we need to talk about for linebackers there because I've seen a lot of these mock drafts and. Um, people who have, you know, been going through it recently that Devin Lloyd and Nicobe Dean have had some like injury flags or something coming up where they could possibly drop out of the first round, both of them. And Devin Lloyd is my linebacker. Number one, it could yeah. be possible that, that one of them or both of them are available at pick 32. Yeah, I couldn't believe I did. I did a mock draft today, and I couldn't believe that Nicobe Dean was still available at pick thirty-two. Yeah, so I mean, the, I'm kind of torn on this because I think that there's gonna be a team that wants to trade up because we've talked about that, right? Like a team wants to trade up into the first round to get the value mm-hmm. on the fifth-year option. Um, yeah, exactly. We don't have any fourth round picks, so I could see them wanting to trade back a little, get extra, you know, four, you know, day, um, day two picks in the fourth round, and then, you know, they have more ammunition. Um, I, th- I think if like Devin Lloyd is there though at 32, or you know, one of their top wide receivers, I'd say like they pull the trigger on it. Like if a Traylon Burks, if a, if a even if like a George Pickens is available or um, I mean, Christian Watson, that might be a little early for, but I mean, there's a, there's a, a, few a lot of people have him going, you know, late first round right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he'll be available at our pick. That's the thing. Like it, there's so much unknown though, with this draft that somebody's going to fall, right? Like so, Daxton Hill, so, some, yeah. some top player, will fall because of all of the the wide receiver teams. It, there's just going to be so much craziness that's going on that someone's going to fall to us. And I think we could get a huge value at that pick if we don't trade back. And even if we do, we still have our pick 34. So it's not like, you know, yeah, we're going to miss out on a ton of players or whatever, right? So I think 32 is going to be probably just pick the best value available. If one of your top guys is there, just take him. Like if your top linebacker is there, or if a wide receiver that you love is there, take him. Um, or if, if if the board kind of falls the way like it normally does again, and I would take a I would take a safety, the Georgia safety Lewisine. I really like him a lot. I think he's yeah on. I think he's my he's after Daxon Hill, so he's my third safety in this class. Um, I really think he would do tremendous in this kind of defense. And um, with our new 
safety that I can't for the life of me remember his name right now. Um, oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Anyway, they call him the Joker, but I can't remember what his flipping name is right now. Um, the Ravens. Yeah, he's from the Ravens. Golly, Deshaun. Uh, Deshaun Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun Elliott. So, um, he plays a lot like Deshaun Elliott. Um, and it would be kind of a good learning experience for him too to kind of be under. And he he plays with the same kind of ferocity and, and play style that, that Deshaun does. So it would be a really good matchup there. Um, otherwise, if like I said, Daxton Hill's available, um, one of your top safeties is going to be available in my opinion. Um, so I might take them, or like I said, one of those linebackers because still is a big need. Um, uh, another position that I wouldn't be surprised about if they took here because of just the value and what they did last year and kind of need we still have, I would not be surprised if they take a defensive tackle here. Um, there's a couple guys like a Devonte Wyatt who would fit our team very well um, because now we're going more to a four, three look. And Michael Brocker is going to be coming up on his last years coming. And we have not uh, signed Nick Williams back. So, I mean, somebody has to, you know, take Nick Williams' plays, but we have not signed anybody else yet. So there's a, there's a large need actually at defensive tackle. Um, and I think that they could, they might fill that again early on because they went with it last year. And I, I, I don't know if it's, it probably wouldn't be a super huge, you know, fan appreciated pick, but I think if we're really wanting to solidify those lines and build out from the draft, like we you know, did last year, I think that that might be a smart pick to do in 32 or 34. If one of those top guys that they like is available. Did you, um, so we talked about 32, 34. I'm assuming it's going to be again, kind of best player that we've got available. Um, is there any guys that you think, might be able to slip to like the third round that you're looking at who um because usually in third round you're looking for like starting to get into rotational guys um you know you're kind of picking up best player available at that point for a little bit of need is there any guy that you're specifically looking at in the third round that um you really want them to take a look at because he might be a starter or, or you know anything like that I've been looking at some of the wide receivers in the third round. Um, so for me, I'm I'm kind of at the point where I'm thinking, like, the Lions are going to go defense with their first three picks. So for us at our third round pick, which is pick 67, yeah, I think, 66. or 66. Yep. So, yeah, so I'm thinking uh, our third round pick will take a wide receiver. Um, For the life of me, I I can Josiah Gray, I think, or something like that out of uh, SMU. Um, He's he's a really good guy that I've been seeing. Um, Traylon Burks. Trail on Burks will be long gone by then. 
Oh, no. Who's the... The guy that you were talking about earlier was Jalen South Tolbert. Alabama? Yeah, Jalen Tolbert. Yeah. Um, he's been pretty good as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, best available, whoever's going to be there. Um, but I'm kind of leaning towards the offensive side of the ball for that pick. Yeah. I think here is where... In my opinion, if a guy, because we've seen it before, right? Like Jeremiah Wusukormora last year was had some um, concerns about injuries or something that he had going on. He fell all the way to the third round. <laughs> so I personally am not like somebody who's big on like the get David Ajabo or the, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Damone Clark, the LSU linebacker. Um, I haven't been huge on those, but just because they have like those uh, injuries. And I think if they fall to this round, I'm okay taking them at this point where they can kind of sit, get healthy um, because they'll still be tremendous players for us just in the future then. Um, because I feel like at that point we've really hit our biggest needs and Brad Holmes. Here's the thing. Brad Holmes is going to get his wide receiver that he needs when he wants to get him right? Like he knows the guys that will fit the scheme and exactly what he wants. I don't care when he does that. I, I, I have total faith at this point that he can do that later than the third round. So I, I'm good with just taking like solid value picks that maybe it'll take him a year or so to, you know, get onto the field, but I'm good with taking them. So, um, after third round, it really starts to get like, you know, very spotty about trying to predict anything because at that point it really just starts getting crazy. Um, is there any one name that third round beyond that you not particularly because any one reason, but you just like this player, you want to see him on our team because of whatever. To be honest, I really haven't done any mock drafting past the third round. So, um, yeah, I'm not really sure. I've got two guys on mine. I would love to see either James Cook, the running back out of Georgia, who is um, Dalvin Cook's brother. When I watched the games that Georgia played, I mean, he was just electric. He he really was. And um, I would like to give him a shot in the NFL. I think he could do well. And then the other one is... um. I wish Jake was here because he would love this. Uh, Connor Hayward, the <laughs> tight end uh, fullback guy. Um, he's he's that super back, right, that we've got in Jason Cabinda that Dan Campbell loves, right? He loves those players. Um, and right now it's like I was able to get him, I think, in like the sixth round in a recent mock draft. So I don't know. I think it would be cool for Connor Hayward to come in and, and kind of give that that role um, but again, I, you know, I'm sure that Dan Campbell and, and Brad Holmes are going to just start filling all the different needs and depth and stuff. And they might not look at Connor Hayward. I, I think that those two guys, I would really find it cool to be on our team. Um, and then Greg Dolchik, although I've talked about him before, but tight yeah. end. And, um, I, I honestly think he could go like as high as the second round though, if I, if I had to be honest, but we'll see how it plays out tomorrow. That's for sure. Um, 
Are you as exhausted with draft talk as I am at this point? Um, I can't say that I am because you started way, <laughs> way earlier than I did. Um, you, you and Jake both started like, you know, in the middle of the season last year once we kind of yes. knew that everything was done. Um, but. I'm going to be glad to see it over with and gone for, you know, a year. So, yeah, here's here's I think what like (laughs) irritates me and and just wears me out the most is we spent how many months early on in the season going like, oh, Aiden Hutchinson is going to be our pick at number two because it's going to be Kayvon's number one and Aiden's going to come to us. (laughs) And then. And then we were like, oh, Aiden Hutchinson's actually getting some respect now. Hey, yeah, now we'll get him at two and whatever. And then it's like, oh, hey, um, why is Jaguars wanting Aiden Hutchinson? No, 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 no. No, no. that can't. And then all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> Jaguars are going to take Aiden Hutchinson. We're like, oh, son of a gun. All right, now we got to figure out if we want Kayvon or whatever. And then after all this crap, now the Jags are like, we might not want Aiden Hutchinson as our top prospect <laughs> after all. And then this entire, all of these months have just been wasted of all of this stuff, trying to like, just, you know, do work on these prospects and everything because we're thinking of something else. I hate it. If you have the number one pick in the draft, just pick your player and don't be a D bag about it. Just pick <laughs> them and let everyone know. So that way we can just move on with our lives because I've wasted so much time, so much well, time thinking about what we're going to do it too. Well, I'm sure you've seen why they are um, kind of going back and forth on who they want, right? I mean, besides the fact that they're just a huge clown show over there. Well, I mean, that, you know, has to do with it, but um, uh Apparently, their owner, Shad Khan, wants, you know, one guy and their GM wants the other. So I I can't remember who wants who. But yeah, it's just it, like it was the it was the head. The head coach wanted um, the the guard, actually, Iki Ikuanu. The um, GM wanted uh, Trayvon Walker and then the owner wanted Aiden Hutchinson. So oh, just pick. Trayvon Walker and let us and get, get on it with over with. <laughs> like let us let the Lions for once just like get our guy. <laughs> get the guy that we like enjoy. Just let us celebrate one thing ever. I think so let's talk about that. Because what is like at this point now all of us have our like hopes up, right? Of the Lions possibly getting Aiden Hutchinson. What goes through your mind if the Jags are on the clock and then with the first pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Aiden Hutchinson. I'll be pissed off. Uh, yeah, I'm going like, to be I too. really will. I'll be like, are you kidding me? Really? Come on. All this crap to just take them anyway? Come on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Like, we don't need all of this debauchery. Just tell us, just tell us the truth of what you're doing. There's no reason. Oh, we want our guy. Ugh. Man. We'll see. But we're almost there. We're 23 hours away from when the first pick is coming in. So 
We're almost there. Almost Do you, there. So I know I know we've talked about this before, and I'll kind of just end it more on like a more a relaxed note and fun note here. Do you have any like draft day rituals that you do or anything that you do leading up to the draft uh, just to kind of get yourself, you know, ready, hyped up in the mood, anything you do? Uh, nothing in particular that I can think of. Um, I mean, it's usually late, so I mean, I'll grab a snack or something. I'll throw my jersey on and, you know, I'll sit on the couch and get ready to watch it. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing crazy that I can think of. I always, every single year, I make sure I watch Draft Day, which is an awful movie by all standards. Like, that's not realistic in the slightest. But I always watch to just get get myself in the mood for Draft. So I watched that uh, yesterday. And then I always make sure I go get um, wings on Draft Night. And then I set myself up in my living room. Tell my wife to leave me alone. And, <laughs> and then I watched the draft every single pick um, for the entire night. I run to the bathroom during commercials and and I come and I leave the door open so I can hear what's going on in case I'm missing something. I, yeah, it's um, usually I get after like the Lions pick, I'll get about five of my friends or my parents or whatever messaging me saying hey what'd you think of the pick what it so then i go into my draft analysis self and i'm <laughs> typing up a storm about what i'm thinking about the pick and whatever and oh man but i'm i i'm kind of excited that it's not just like all right we did our pick and now the night's got nothing coming on like we also have something to look forward to at the end of the night yeah yeah that's It'll nice because uh, the last few years it's been like you know up our picks so early and then yeah. you know all night's kind of done now and we got something to look forward to yeah i think last year i was not like i was excited about our pick but it wasn't a super like we've talked about that before like it wasn't super flashy. oh i pick. loved it i loved it yeah like i mean it wasn't you know it wasn't a micah parsons boom flat you know like a linebacker or uh or a wide receiver or a quarterback or you know it was like oh we got ourselves an offensive tackle Solid. I like that guy. Great. But <laughs> I was not like jumping up and down. But I feel like there's a lot of opportunity to be uh, <laughs> just jumping up and down this year. So <laughs> I'm excited for it. Um, okay. We'll end it out on this. Okay, here we go. During the season, we do our one thing we think we know. Oh, so gosh. we are going to do one thing. You think you know for the 2022 NFL draft, and it has to be considering the Lions. And I'm going to, and I'm just going to keep it, I'm going to keep it for the first round just because that's what we're looking forward to uh, tomorrow. Hmm. How specific should I go? I mean, if you just want to go for accuracy, you just go super vague. Like there will be. 32 picks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, For the 2022 NFL draft, the Lions at pick number two are going to take an edge rusher. Okay. 
Here's mine. And it's going to be a little bit shocking. I think. Ooh, this is going to be spicy. I think. You better not say it. (laughs) You better not. I'm not saying the quarterback one. I think (laughs) that the. Oh, yeah, I like this one. Okay. I think that in the 2022 NFL draft, the first four picks will be edge rusher off the board. One, two, three, four. I believe it's going to go, and I'm even going to go as far as to say who they are. That's a hot take. I think it's going to be Trayvon Walker, number one. I think it's going to be Aiden Hutchinson, number two. I think it's going to be Kayvon Thibodeau, number three. And it's going to be Jermaine Johnson at number four. Calling it now. The lock. I'm putting it down. Get your bets. Get your parlays going. Because I'm going to make you some money tonight. There it is. Ended on that note. It doesn't get any better. I just made all of you guys like a thousand bucks if you just go put like ten bucks down on that. <coughs> so um I guess that's really it. Like that's what that's all we got. It's finally coming. Yeah. Finally here. I'm ready for it. All right. Well, as always, make sure you get on there on our acre.fm site. Give us a rate, give us a follow, send us questions. Um Excuse me. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of those great things. We are on YouTube as well. Um, Yeah, you know where to find us. Um, Make sure to share us. And um, we'll see you on draft day. Till then, go Lions!